All right. Hi, everybody. It's Courtney and Jaya, and we're here with um, another episode of our mini podcast, Reality Check. And Reality Check is uh, focused on a practice we call Five We Call Five for Fuel. <laughs> and it's where we ask ourselves three questions and take about five minutes a day um, to answer them. Or if you're like us, they kind of weave into our thinking now, like a virus, a positive virus. There's such a thing. <laughs> I'm laughing because my, one half of my brain is thinking about if I'm saying the word um, because yesterday I sent a voice message while I was in the car and it was the end of the day and my brain was done. And Ren uh, was sitting next to me and she was trying not to laugh. And I got off and she just starts like cracking up. She's like, mom, do you know how many times you said um? And she was like, I couldn't stop listening. I just started counting. And I'm like, that's my brain. It's my brain now. It's six yeah. o'clock. And I, I don't know anything but um. And so yeah. anyway, I'm like, am I saying um? I totally have that, that breakdown at the end of the day. It's like, I can make dinner or I can speak, but I can't do both. I know the words are like there and they're like playing a movie in my head and I can't get yeah. them out yep. of the mouth. Yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anyway, so Jaya, what are the three questions that we ask ourselves? All right. So the three questions for five for fuel are what are my body's unmet needs and how do I know? How have I supported my last, how have I supported my last body? (laughs) (laughs) We're getting into like reincarnation. (laughs) My last body. Oh, wow. How have I supported my body in the last day? And how do I know? And then based on today's reality, how do I best support myself moving forward? (laughs) So Courtney, how did you? too much too much going on oh, all right how about okay. how about you how'd it go um gosh I haven't even told you this Jaya I'm just I I think it went okay it I did I don't know so I'm a little I'm in bed right now I'm lying in my bed is where I am right now and my cat is sleeping on top of me oh, and I have a lot nice. of work to do but I had like I had the most terrible experience last night with my big girl's dad. And I'm just going to like uh, say very simply, and no one needs to worry about me. I say, I, I sometimes avoid talking about this because I don't want to sound like a broken record and a damaged victim and like that I'm not okay because I am okay. But I think it's also like so many of us are dealing with the chronic state of being human and dealing yeah. with the stuff that's happened to us in our lives. And, you know, just point blank, uh, that was a really, really abusive marriage from the age of 21 until I finally left them 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And intimate partner violence was like a real thing. And it was emotional, physical, sexual, the whole thing. And uh, because I was so young, and it was so it was such a formative time of my life. And he was really my first boyfriend, boyfriend, Mm -hmm. like first long term boyfriend. It like, it has it has moved into me in a way that's very different and what my therapist would say is it's like the Stockholm syndrome like I found a way to survive and whatever but anyway uh I'm not going to get into details because I don't want to share story like not I just want to be careful about this for myself and also whatever but yeah 
I, uh, he's currently not in a relationship, which is always a very difficult moment because people like that, when they haven't dealt with their stuff, it has to go somewhere. And so it's just been coming on me quite a bit more and also on the girls. But then of course I get in the way of, I stand in the way of anyway, long story short, it was a really terrible, terrible, terrible altercation yesterday in front of my house and why it was on my hip. And it was just like, um, terrible. And, uh, my whole body was shaking and I finally, I don't remember how I got out of it because I think I definitely disassociated because I started planning like what was going to happen next because that's when the real stuff would go on like after Mm. the argument kind of finally ended that's when the bad stuff would really happen and so my body was like physically shaking by the time I I just left the situation I I remembered like you can't leave like you can go inside the house and lock the door and not communicate and so right I finally did after that epiphany and I went inside and I had Wyatt and I was like then filled with the shame of like oh my god like Wyatt's on my hip she just saw that Mm. whole thing she's never seen anything like that and the big girls were getting ready to leave with him and so they were kind of running around packing up all their stuff normal Wednesday night stuff right and I'm trying to get myself together you know before they see it but Ella came right down the stairs at the wrong moment and mm. she's like, mom, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. It's everything's fine. And I'm like acting like I'm, I, I said, I'm upset, but everything, I'm, everything's safe, you know? And I, I tried to lift my hand to my head to like brush something off of it. And my arm was shaking so badly oh. that I couldn't get my hand up. And she just looked at me and she was like, she's not a hugger that kid is just not a yeah. because of yeah, yeah. neurodivergence in her life and so she could tell she was like I don't know what to do and she came over and she just like hugged me and Wyatt and oh. then I'm filled with the shame of like I don't want her taking care of me that's the last thing I want is her taking care of mom and yeah. she goes through this stuff with her dad anyway um so the point of all that is to say today because of all the work I've done, I'm able to be like, like last night I didn't go to bed till two 30 because I was totally disassociated and I have no awareness of time when you're disassociated and yeah. in a PTSD trigger, you don't even know these things. Like I'm just doing the basic things and then everything kind of fades away. So today I know to be like really gentle, to set a lot of alarms on my phone, to do uh-huh. some grounding work, to like make sure I'm drinking water and eating food because I won't remember to today Uh, and to just like take care of my nervous system and the word that came up for me this morning was expensive (laughs) that those situations are so expensive these days to my nervous system yeah and I had this like very clear feel of that expense like and how these things are so expensive at this point in my life. And it made me think of everybody else who's been through so much. And we all go through so much. And we get to this point where we're like, uh, that's too expensive. I cannot afford that. And yeah. um, we can't control it. But I do know in the after, being aware of the expense is more helpful to me than being like, 
I'm in a PTSD trigger and I'm disassociated because it feels all emotional and psychological. But when I say that was too expensive and now we're in a state of like deposits are needed and yeah. that kind of factual way of dealing with it is helpful. So this is all to say that my, I don't know, I can't like trace back with the last, I, I think I, I've been doing better. Like I've been saying with eating regularly and that's been amazing. I've been dealing with being sick. I've been dealing with some really heavy work stuff and been getting through that. And I've been really supportive of myself in some key ways. So that's been good. My need yeah. moving forward has been to um, be very aware of the expense and yep. um, wait until I feel, not a want to feel, but genuinely feel a little bit more resuscitated in that way. So mm, I don't talk yeah. about a lot of this stuff here. I, can, I talk around it, but I just, in case anybody's in that situation or going through it, like this is a thing so many of us deal with in various ways. And um no point in being quiet about it. This all affects yeah. us. So there you go. That's that's all I got today. <laughs> yeah. When you the, the just the yeah, the, the the idea of too expensive, I it resonates so much for me. And it's so I bet it does for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's so connected to as caregivers and as for those of us, you know, raised socialized as female like we we come up with this idea or we you know we're raised with this consciousness about what what um what has worth and what doesn't and our our labor as caregivers Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it makes it literally makes the world turn like we have been so programmed to devalue the things that that we that are asked of us that yes. it feels like getting to that place of too expensive because i i feel like i've also hit that for different reasons but it feels mm-hmm. so profound and it feels like a layer of adulthood and self-awareness that i think is just like the start of everything getting better. That's what I imagine is when you can say that was too expensive. That means yeah. so much, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. Well, I, and I know you have more to say, but I, I, I think underneath that before you go on is that that means we have to stop gaslighting ourselves and we have yes. to believe ourselves. And that's exactly. the hardest thing when you've been socialized as a female we gaslight ourselves and we say like, this didn't happen. This isn't that bad. And to say this is too expensive is actually saying like, I believe what happened is real. And that's a big deal, right? Well, and it's also think about it. Like it's turning, it's turning the lens, right? It's like, that Mm -hmm. was too expensive. It's not turning it on yourself and saying, why am I reacting this way? Yeah, that was too expensive on my nervous system, period, end of story, fact. And yeah. without say, gaslighting ourselves um, as a method of survival, like maybe the method of survival is saying is acknowledging and believing ourselves and then making changes that way instead of saying, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, that didn't really happen, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oof, sorry, go ahead. I didn't wow. mean to interrupt. Um, no, no, no. Um, yeah, all of that. Um, I, I've 
different, completely different circumstances, but in doing a lot of work and emotional and actual work trying to help care for my mom lately, I've sort of hit a similar mm. point about uh, just noticing how, how things wear on me and what they require of me. And I, I've also made that switch, I think, about, mm. you know, this isn't, instead of blaming myself for not being able to handle it, mm. um, it's just, it's shifted. So yeah, all yeah. of that. Um, and my, let's see, hold on. My need <laughs> was actually mm -hmm. just uh, writing my post for our challenge. Um, my need is sleep and, but it's like, it's just a new, I, I've like unlocked a new level of, of dysfunctional <laughs> sleep. <laughs> I really have. And I don't well, know we happening. did this sleep challenge. It's just oh, so funny. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just like, it's new depths where I stay up late <laughs> reading about how bad it, how bad sleep deprivation is for your hormones. <laughs> stuff like that. I just, and it doesn't even feel, you know, we've talked so much in various places about bedtime procrastination and the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's that, but it's actually changed where I'm just like, I don't want to go to bed. It doesn't feel like, like mm -hmm. a rebellion. I'm just like, I don't want to go to yeah. bed. <laughs> Period. I don't know what yeah. to do to make myself go to bed. And, um, since I was just writing about it, I have some reflection, which is that I think a big part of it is that I'm trying to think my way into better sleep. Um, yeah. And I'm like, what is the worst thing for sleep? Overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> Overthinking and racing thoughts. And, and so I'm like, okay, what's another strategy? So, you know, I think moving forward, I, I want to act like in terms of investigating a little bit about how but specifically about exercise like okay what if I try what if I shifted when I do exercise in the day or what I do you, do you know what I mean like like are yeah. there tweaks I can do that are action oriented instead of just like why am I not able to sleep um, <laughs> because the truth is like the times I'm the times I have no trouble sleeping are when my body's just like I'm tired who cares go to sleep <laughs> Um, so yeah, just trying to think about like how to make my body communicate the need for sleep instead of just trying to talk myself into it, if that makes sense. Uh, it makes perfect sense. And you know, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. I think that yeah. is so true for so many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also want to mention, since this is reality check, that I did some meal prep on Sunday and I, oh my feel... God, I've been dreaming about this. I've been okay. About yeah. This. It's like a, meal prep is the, it's like the Shangri-La of my entire life. Like, I'm like, could I be a person <laughs> who does meal prep? Does that, is that real? Does it really exist? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to tell us a too long of a story, but there's, there is this funny um, couple who has like a, they do, they have like a nutrition and like fitness practice and I just love them because they're a queer couple and they both are like very clearly neurodivergent. And so their videos are super strange. <laughs> I need you I to watch send them. Me this. How have you them. not sent me this? I know I will. Um, and I just love them. And 
they made a video at one point that was like, hey, meal prep is great, right? No, it's not. It's really hard to do and not many people do it. <laughs> so <laughs> instead of trying to prep all your meals for the week, why don't you just, just prep one thing, just prep protein or like, you know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of trying to plan out all your meals, make okay. all the things, buy all the groceries, like what would actually be helpful? And, and that, that just clicked for me where I was like, oh, if I just had like two things prepped that I could just use in meals, that yes. would make the difference instead of a whole, like it's the planning of, yeah, I can't think about what are the meals I'm going to want all week long, but I can think about, oh, there's some chicken cooked in the fridge. I'll just throw this meal together. So anyway, Ooh, that was I what did it thought. for me. <laughs> I had this thought that was like, oh, you could just meal prep. You could just cook ahead two meals. That would be a big change. Yeah. <laughs> like your two most crappy days. Just yep. cook those meals. Exactly. It doesn't have to be seven. <laughs> well, yeah. And like, we're such a, we're such a leftovers type house that, yeah. You know, I, what I ended up doing was cooking very simple chicken, like just chicken with some herbs and that's it, like chicken yeah. breast. And I roasted some squash and I made one other thing. What did I do? Oh, I roasted some Brussels sprouts. And yeah. it took me like the whole thing took me probably not much more than an hour, an hour and a half. And all week I haven't had to like think too hard about dinner at all. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. plain old chicken, like you can do so many things with it and squash like it's just it, I don't know, it's just been easier. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think next week, I'll probably be like, yeah, that didn't work again. But, but it, it did once. <laughs> it did once. Well, yeah. my my one food thing to bring it back is last night after everything happened, I had forgotten to eat I got white bed and I was like, Oh, crap, I need, I need to eat food. And I was like, Courtney, what do you want? And you know what I wanted? I wanted egg in the hole. Oh, I call that toad in the hole. <laughs> I know, I know. I get, I get that it's cuter than egg in the hole. It's, it's so really cute. Weird. Yeah. But uh, I made the most delicious, super buttery, like egg in the holes. I made two of them, and oh, I was like, so good. That felt so good. Anyway, in case anybody needs egg in a hole, you got to use enough butter. Don't, don't talk yeah. to me about this if you're using a little bit of butter it's gotta be crispy on the outside like yeah french toast minus the sweet stuff like it's just yep. so good that way totally anyway i think we talked enough but uh yeah i think um uh, this is why reality checks are helpful and why i think the power of open circuiting <laughs> the mm -hmm. stuff we're going through really lends to like okay a faster recovery out of that whatever shit show we've been in for the last week so yeah hopefully everybody gets a chance to do it and uh we'll see you all next week all right see you then bye bye